data-driven culture, it's also about sharing. It's also about empowering the company with the data. What I used to say every time is that data is very powerful when we cross it. So for me, the data-driven culture, it's okay, taking decision with fact, that's great. However, it's also augmenting the, the, the knowledge of the business and how we can make that, how we make this culture is to help everyone in the business to share the data and, and having a better data governance organization inside the business and make sure that we embrace more data-driven initiative. Hello everyone and welcome to our monthly business and decision podcast where we dive into a broad range of subjects. In this podcast we're aiming to give you insights into today's exciting world of customer engagement, digital transformation, data analytics and data management. My name is Gert Eyer and I will be your host for today's podcast to discuss data-driven culture. What can be done at companies level to include best of both worlds between IT and business regarding data? What are the do's and the don'ts? To discuss about this exciting topic, I have invited Abed, Head of Data and Insight at E.ON Next. Welcome, Abed. I'm very happy to have you and I'm really excited by the subject as well as we're going to talk about data professionals, data-driven culture and specifically where business and IT meet. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited as this topic is something that lies closely to my heart being, you know, obviously uh, busy in this, in this domain um, with business and decision and also from my past where I was a lot involved in linking between data, people, IT, technical staff that were doing databases and then making it visual and linking it with, uh, with the business people. So um, let, let's kickstart and, um, you know, for starting, if I just talk about data-driven culture, because this is, again, this is the core what the podcast is all about. If I just would pick out a definition, it typically is defined as where data is used to make decisions at every level of the organization. A data-driven culture is about replacing the gut feeling to make decisions with facts and assumptions. So th this is typically what people would say that a data-driven culture is. How is your take on that? I think it's, it's a great definition to start. Uh, I loved when you said like removing the gut feeling by um, taking decisions with facts, which is great. Um, I think that's just the first step, because if, if you ask most of the organization, we say, OK, we already use dashboarding and things, so I'm already a data-driven company. I would say um, to be really a data-driven company is, is a little bit more than that. So what we found um, most of the time in, in especially big businesses is that uh, most of the departments are using the data, but mostly in silo. and this is something I used to say is that silo is, is, the, is the big illness of data-driven company. So data-driven culture, it's also about sharing. It's also about, because it's also about empowering the company with the data. What I used to say every time is that data is very powerful when we cross it. Um, so there is some, some areas in, in some companies, they, they take the data and they, they, they don't share, they just keep that for them. Um, that didn't help to build a data-driven company. Um, so for me, the data-driven culture, it's okay, taking decision with fact, that's great. However, 
it's also augmenting the, the, the knowledge of the business and how we can make that, how we make this culture is to help everyone in the business to share the data and, and having a better data governance um, uh, organization inside the business and make sure that we embrace more uh, data driven um, initiative. What I see a lot, I think you, you, you frame it well, but I see a lot in, in my experience is that uh, people sometimes get you know data from a central point and then they you know as you say it goes into a silo in a certain department they enrich it uh, typically with excel and then they build their own version of the truth with you know data that is partially correct largely coming from different data sources and then if you are in a meeting where they have different entities they all have their own you know correct version with things including not including you know taking account different entities uh, involved so um, how how would this how can this be solved basically because you see people having a lot of different data sources and there is not like one big data store where everything you know, both from technical IT infrastructure side is, is uh, saved and maintained and also all as these touch points with the different siloed entities that also have their particular domain data that they have in their environment is there a way exactly. that that can be shared First of all, thank you for, for that. It's exactly this problem um, uh, that a lot of business um, suffered, to be honest. So the first thing I used to say, um, so I'll show you how, how we fix that in your next, but the first thing to do, to do when you got this, this, um, this issue is to recognize this issue. Make sure that the organization understands that this issue is a problem. Uh, if we if we never recognize it's a problem, if if everyone is happy, I don't think they're very happy because in a board when you have two, three, four people who has the same KPI with, with different numbers, I think that that's getting not very professional. However, you know, in your next, for instance, we recognize this issue for a long time, and um, the thing is how we build that. For me. So when, when we got the support for the board first, that's great. So let, let's, let's, let's fix this issue. The, the things, how we build that here next is, um, first of all, what you said about building a new KPI, et cetera, that means there is some other data professional outside um, the known data uh, IT team. Um, so that means there is some data capacity outside and especially inside the business. So how we how we fix that in your next is we build a data, data community. So data community, what it is, it's it's completely outside. Just about it's not about an organization. It's about a community, building a community of data. So everyone who has access to the data deeply access to the data. That means they have the same access as the IT team, like going to the database and, and crunching data and process the data. All of these professionals, they are part of the data community. So what it means, data community for us, it means like we are all sharing or, or we are all sharing our tickets or what we are doing in, in a daily stand-up. We are all participating in knowledge sharing and, and especially we are all looking at the same data sets and we are all looking at the same pushing the same data into Tableau. We are using Tableau. Um, so what that means, it means that we are all together and everyone who wants to do something, a change, it needs to be peer reviewed by someone in the community. 
doesn't matter if it's a data, someone in data team in the IT side, doesn't matter if it's in business side, we are all together. And by, by building this community together, we avoid duplication, we avoid um, having uh, multiple versions of the truth, um, and we also encourage to have the same techniques. So knowledge sharing we are doing every week, that helps every, every people in data professional to share the knowledge, share how they do things, share the techniques, because in the data, it's not just about data analysts who are building reports. It's also about data scientists who are doing mostly predictive analytics. We have data engineers who are more likely to understand better the ETL processing and the data pipelines, etc. So all of this is very important that the data professional also grow in, in the organization and, and also grow in the skills. So um, this is how we fixed uh, this problem. We don't have multiple, multiple versions of the truth. We have one version of the truth in many areas. Uh, we are covering all the business. Um, and that's so great uh, to have that in place. Yeah, if, if I would translate it in a summary, it's like building and managing a modern data capable environment. It, it's a tremendous challenge, as you're saying. It's, 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 you have the technology involved, but it also requires a closely working together or close working within the technologist and, and with a broad uh, range of skills that are required. And so both from data science and non-data science. It also means, as you say, the internal teams and stakeholders should be educated around what data is and the value of data. Um, in your approach, uh, as you were saying at, at EON Next, uh, in your hybrid solution and your data community, what, was it imposed? I'm good, from thank a you. Thank you for inviting solution? me. Was it bottom up or, or did it, you know, how did it, did it grow organically? What was the strategy uh, to, to become a, a data driven organization uh, to the way and the shape that you are today? I think, yeah, it's, it's mostly bottom up, I would say. Uh, however, we need to have the sponsor. On, on the top um, to make that possible. So um, what we agreed with all the leadership team is that, uh, first of all, we recognize that data has a value uh, and data is a, the most big asset we have. And we need to be careful. And I just want to say data is an organizational asset and not a departmental property. It's really something that the data should take care of as financial values. It's the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's that exactly that. So, and after that, we, we go to the to the bottom up. How how we build that in in the bottom up situation is that obviously uh, as as the organization grow, uh, we have a lot of people who came and and wanted to have access to the data, and say no, you don't have access to the data except if you enter in the data community, and this is the rule in the data community. So very very um, I would say um, direct in terms of the approach and say, this is the rule, uh, and this is how we behave, um, and also make people empowering and make sure that they, they understand the thing. So most of, sometimes it was hard in the beginning because some people used to have this silo and used to use the data and don't be bothered. Uh, why I should be bothered? Why, why I should every morning be in this meeting to share what I'm doing. Um, I know what I'm doing, why I should share that? Why I should participate in knowledge sharing? I, I, I know what I'm doing. Um, we, we, sometimes we, have, we had some strong discussion, to be honest, but at, at the end of the day, it's, it helps the person, it helps the data professional, but it's also helping the company. Um, so, and at the end, it's helping the customer. So um, 
it's very important that um, we, we, we did a bottom-up situation. Uh, however, having the sponsor on the leadership team is, is so crucial. If you don't have that, it will be difficult. Because when I have this strong discussion, I need, I need the support because otherwise, it's, yeah, it's, it, it will never happen. It, it makes absolutely sense. Um, and what I hear you say is that you, you not just share data, you engage with the people consuming the data. So they can only be part of, of the data team about the data community if they not only take, but they also give back to the team. Uh, and exactly. that, that is something that you don't see a lot, to be honest. Uh, typically, you just you know, give me the data and I'll go into my corner and, and do my magic and, and, and that's it. But there is very little loop back and, and information feeding back into where this comes from and why it's being there and how it's being used and what KPIs are you being using. <clears throat> but I think the approach you're doing, it's a very good approach in, in engaging people. So you can have the data, but or and you know, you'll be part of the next version of the data. So to, to you know, do the next step. I, I think that that's, that's very effective, actually. How do you see the, the data storytelling part uh, happening there? Uh, does it mean, is it, are you just talking about where the data comes from and how it's being organized and what the metadata is and the governance around it in your data community? Or are you also uh, engaging on the larger part on the data storytelling across the KPIs and the achievements and the insights you want to achieve? Yeah, we, 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 in the data community, we're talking about the competitive, I will go even further than, than what you said, from even the data processing part. So the data community um, is an organization where we manage the data from the A to Z. So what that means, that means that they also, people who are not inside the data, uh, data team, the central data team, uh, they, they also participate to the data processing. Um, because sometimes we need, because sometimes they, they're coming and say, oh, do we have um, this data processed because I need to do something to add something in the data model? Uh, no, that, that doesn't exist, but you can start and build something on the ETL side. And after that, we will we, there's someone who will peer review it. Um, it's not just about um, the KPIs at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah, most of them are more likely to work on the front end and, and build something for, for building a dashboard or, or doing a predictive analytics, this kind of thing. But however, it's not just, just, just not the, the, the part that is seen in the iceberg, it's, it's the full iceberg. Where, where we push the community to, to participate. Um, so it's, it's all about the data from the A to Z. It could be like, as you said, uh, documentation, um, adding more definition on the data to make sure that the end user at the end in Tableau understands what's the definition of the, of the different objects that they can use. But it's, it's, it could be data processing, it could be, um, uh, adding KPIs, it could be changing the data model. Um, it's it's everything from A to Z. Um, yeah. So you were just talking about the, um, the 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 different capacities and people that that are doing different parts within your data uh, community. C can you uh, maybe shed a little light on the tools that are involved and how you set up the governance on on that? Is everybody yes, using so, the same tools, for instance, or is it is data in the cloud? Is it stored locally? You know what what is no, what is behind yeah. it? How do you acquire the data? Yeah, we we are 
all the data in Next is is in the cloud, so we are we are not using um, any tools uh, locally. Um, we don't have any infrastructure locally. Everything is in the cloud, so we are using Amazon Web Service for that. Um, also, all the data we don't have Office, uh, Microsoft Office. Everything is in. Uh, we are a Google company. So uh, yeah, sometimes people are using Google Sheet, etc. Um, but it's very rare, to be honest. Uh, most of the data is using Tableau directly, doing exploring analysis in Tableau, uh, because all the data we are pushing, we we are we are more likely to push data sources, and we let some some users uh, to have access to the data and do some some exploration and analysis in in Tableau. But most of the users are at the viewer user, which, which means they just consuming consuming the data, consuming the dashboard. Um, so in terms of tool um, inside the data team and inside the data community, everyone uses the same tool. So um, we are processing the data um, in terms of, we, we everything is in, um, in Amazon Web Service, in S3, um, the data, even the data source, if, in, if it's in uh, Postgres or et cetera, the, the operational data source, um, all the data we try to push in S3. How we do that, we're using DMS and, and having the data in more um, real-time um, modification. So after that, we process the data uh, with Python um, and SQL. Um, and after that, um, when we push it in, in, um, in different layers, so we have a layer where we historize the data, and after that, we have the layer um, for more current um, current data uh, in a data model, and after that, the data model is exposed to to Tableau. Um, this is how how a setup is, um, and this is something very important: is that we didn't distinguish the central the centralized data team against the the um, the people who are on the business side. Everyone is the same. Everyone has the same setup. And, and we are all working in the same way uh, with the same techniques. Um, we have obviously some templates and how to, to guide, et cetera, and everything is shared. Everything is, is, um, is, um, is collaborative. So we are using also uh, GitLab uh, for, the, for the change management um, and nothing is going live. We, we have completely uh, a flow of, of, um, of uh, releasing. We don't have, um, we want to release uh, on the flow. However, everything is is uh, validated and approved um, so, via So GitLab. you're working in an agile matter, really. You have your stand-ups exactly. and you have your backlogs. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so and, that's, that's, that's how we organize, yeah. Okay. And your data uh, management team, so the, the, the more technical uh, staff, they're also included in your data community and are taking part of the stand-ups? On, on, on yeah, the, wow, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they don't lose the business people in their conversations. No, 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 because they're well educated. No, they're very well educated. Um, they, they are not a lot, to be honest. Uh, we have uh, five data engineers, uh, but however, it's very important that that's why I keep that because even uh, people in the business or even people who is data scientist need to understand also what's happening in technical side because it affects um, all the data platform. So it's very important that we also have a view. Everyone should have a view of their tickets, what's going on, what's the improvement on the on the platform. Um, it's very important to have that uh, that view. So I'm 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 a big fan of everything should be transparent and 
uh, everyone who should have the information. Uh, first of all, did you put this in place uh, at Eon Next, or is it something that was already existing and you took it to the next level? Or in general, yeah, just... if in general, if people don't have it today, what would be the best practice? Yeah, to be honest, I, I pushed the next level in, in your next. I already built that uh, in my past, but I never include them in the in the standup. And I realized that there is it's a big miss, um, and they don't have already the same setup. Um, so it creates frustration. So I I just push at the next level at your next, and I think it's it's the right setup uh, in my experience. So now we are running with that for almost a year. And it's is getting great. Obviously, there is every time things to improve, um, but to be honest, is is great. As long as we have the sponsor, as long as we have the engagement, is is fantastic. So this is a nice bridge to the next question I wanted to ask. Actually, it's it's a, what can be done at companies level to include best of both worlds between IT and business regarding the data. Yeah, that's that's uh, great. So uh, we talk about the data hybrid uh, organization that we build, but there is also something that um, it's it's not just that. It's also um, all the techniques that we use in at your next, and that's a technique that we use widely in the business, not just in data. So we, when we want to set up a project, when we want to start something, we used to call um, the team of five. What it means, it means that it's a um, complete, complete um, hybrid um, uh, team that is working together to achieve a goal. So it's very common in your next. So um, if someone in the business wanted to have something, uh, we bring, we try to bring every people that will uh, have some actions to make that happen. Um, only people who have actions, not, not someone who want to be there just to understand what's going on with their eyes cleared. Only people who are really Again, um, engaged taking... and active participants. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, this is called a team of five. What we said that team of five because mostly is five. Some uh, most of the time is five, but it could be four, it could be three, it could be six, whatever. That would be my next question: How do you come to five? Do they have like, <laughs> you know, is this stringent role? Five. No, 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 no. Very no. interesting talk, but you know, you're number six. You know, <laughs> you're the next. You're number, you're number six. Go out. <laughs> no, we are not like that. No, most of the time it's five, um, but you can extend it six, seven, um, or, or three. Depends on the size of the project. Depends mm -hmm. on, on the on people that we need to achieve the goal. And after that, uh, when we do that, we. Oh, by the way, all the company in your next is running in Slack, so that means everyone can reach everyone. Um, when I said everyone is everyone, uh, all the employees are in Slack, and even the contractors, etc. Um, so what we do is we set up a team of five, we set up a, a, a channel uh, for this team of five, and we are running the project together uh, and very agile manner. So this is how we do also in data. Uh, every time where we have this uh, project in, we want to achieve and solving this problem, we're building this team of five. This is the first... Um, way the second way also is um sometimes in data you know it's sometimes it's very small request on oh i need just that could you build me that um so we are making a team of two <laughs> or a team of three on that uh, and we try to make sure that we understand the request uh we have a request form uh when people can put their request and we ask very deep question in terms of what's the value of of you of your demand what's the problem you want to solve um, and also asking the 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 question the the request in terms of a very 
agile way, like a Scrum, like uh, as a, a product owner or as a uh, I want to to achieve that. So, so, so the the form is not standing in the way of becoming an agile or staying agile. Because sometimes we see that if there is too many processes and forms to be filled in, that it becomes a waterfall and a planned yeah, thing, and no, no, it goes on a yeah, timeline. I, and, yeah, this is just to record uh, a new card. We are using not Trello, we are using Asana. So this is to record a new a new card in Asana. So we have the ticket. So we know which to who to demand. But obviously, uh, we have also a, a, an open Slack channel about data. And people can come there and say, okay, guys, I have a new request. Could someone help me? So um, and that that we need this this kind of thing to make sure that we we record the tickets. Uh, into into a backlog, and after that we we prioritize the date the the request based on the value of of the order tickets. Um, this is how we organize um, um, in data and, and in in the other areas. Nice. What what do you think? Because now you you've been talking a lot on how you currently you know where you come from, where you currently are. Let's let's look a little bit at the future. Huh? What would be your challenges 2022 and onwards in, in regards to the data-driven culture? And then obviously within, within your company, but also in general. Yeah. So the next challenge for us is, is mostly the data literacy. Um, we really want to, to, um, to, to reach the next level. Um, so How many people in your organization today you would estimate are data literate? <laughs> that's a very good question to be honest i don't know we didn't start it yet uh, but we why we know that there is a big problem there because we saw how all the people are using data how the people are using tableau um so we we have a um a bi-weekly meeting on on the day on the on the usage of tableau uh when i said bi-weekly is uh, one every two weeks um and it's a, it's a fortnight meeting where we, we show um, best practice uh, in Tableau and look at how we can do that, how we can do that, how we can do that. And we record that and we have a, a, a data portal where we share that. This is where we share also definition, et cetera. And, and we have a, the, the video sharing there. So we try that, uh, it's good. So we have some people who attend that. So probably I would say to answer your question, probably 10, 15% attending this meeting. So probably this is the percentage of data literate, um, hopefully. Uh, but we want to reach the next level in terms of also, we saw that even in the leadership team, the usage of Tableau, the usage of data is not, it's not very great. Um, it could be better. So that's why we want also to push there and, and push the, the, the leaders also to uh, make some decisions based on facts. Um, and it's also about also the usage of the data. You know, even, even if you have the facts, even if you have data, sometimes even um, you can make some wrong decision. So I don't want to enter, to enter in the details, but if you, if you, if you take this, uh, the example of the uh, Simpson paradox, for instance, uh, you have the data and it's completely, completely growing to the, to the other round. Um, so... It's, it's all about that. It's all about understanding how we can do the data, how to be uh, enough understanding um, the pinfall 
not not to enter in this in 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 some wrong interpretation of the data. Um, it's also also about how to use the data correctly and and make sure that you are not doing something that is not needed. Um, so this is where we the future for us, um, and we will kick off really uh, this year, and we want to make sure that we have a a strong uh, business where people are using data and make sure they are doing the right decision. On the on the um, data literacy, so you were saying as 15% of people in your environment that you estimate that, that, that are uh, data literate. And looking at your organization, the hybrid solution with your data community, um, where it's a bottom-up approach. So I, I guess my question is, if you go to your top management of, of uh, Eonext, how are they data literate? Um, my experience with companies we have is typically on the lower levels or the mid levels, people are very open to have new tools and, and to work with tools like, you know, BI tools like Tableau or Power BI, whatever, you know, to, to using visualization tools. But then you come to the board level and then they, again, they, and you say you don't, you're not a, a Microsoft shop, but you know, they all love Excel, right? So they want to have a screenshot with an Excel file with colors. <laughs> How how is it? Are they are they also looking at Tableau? So did, are you really pushing it from the bottom up all to the top to the highest regions within your organization, and they also look at the same type of data, or is it somehow still massaged and and managed at a certain point? No, it's uh, not. In, at your next, it's not massaged. So we are pushing the leadership team to to look at Tableau, the same data set. So. We already started, to be honest. So I did some some meeting with some leaders um, to when they have some question. Oh, Abed, can you can you give me that? Say no, you will do yourself, and I will show you how to do it yourself. Wow! Um, and um, they love it. Um, I did that two with two of them. They love it. The next step is to um, I'm part of the leadership team, so I have the right discussion at the right level. So um, the next step. Um, with OCEO, we, we decide that we have a session, complete session on how to. Um, so they will have some good question in terms of, uh, yeah, give me a question, in business question we want to answer and go to Tableau and try to answer it um, by yourself. Um, this is something that, uh, that's part of the data literacy we want to build at, at the top level. Um, but it's not just about them, it's also all, all about uh, everyone. Um, what we try to achieve also in, in Tableau, for instance, something that we know that it, it exists and we know that sometimes it's, it's needed, um, some bad practice. Like, for instance, we know in Tableau that it's easy to uh, having the report, uh, take the report and do it, export to, to CSV <laughs> and put that to, we don't have Excel, but put that no, to no, Google Sheets yeah, yeah, and yeah. do other things. Sometimes, sometimes it's very relevant. Because sometimes they 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 need to have uh, this and and share that to some people and and to 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 do something. Fine. However, most of the time is wrong. Most of the time is because is the also is the lack of understanding how the tool works and how Tableau can 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 help them better than that. Um, sometimes we saw. I have a very good discussion with uh, with, a, with we call it a team leader, someone who is on the operation side. Um, I saw this practice on 
too much dollars in terms of things. So I asked the question, why, why are you doing things? Oh, because I, I need to download this report. And after I download this report, and after that, I do in, in Google, <laughs> Google spreadsheets across of these two reports. Say, so why are you doing that that way? You can do that in Tableau. You can cross the two sources and after that, do things. And after that, when you build your own report, it will be refreshed. You don't have to anymore do any labor, labor thing. Oh, that really? You can do that? That save me. That will save me twenty minutes every day. Yes, please don't do that. Um, so this is also part of using the right tool. This is not using the right tool. Is is using the the tool we invest in the right and way. And use the skills as well. You definitely yeah. the skills and the functionality. Yeah. And um, so that's that's for mostly for 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 the people who are using Tableau. So we saw some of them have a bad behavior. Um, but to come back on the question, the leadership team is, um, yeah, this is something that we want to crack uh, this year. Make sure they are using the data, make sure they 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 very curious and they can answer their question uh, online directly, uh, even during a meeting. This is will be my goal for this year. Que uh, question I ask every time: Why do you need? Why why do you want to achieve with Excel? Well, why we don't have Excel? Is Google Excel. Sheet? Why, no, why do you try? Whatever, what, yeah, what do we try to achieve in there? Well, why you do that? Um, and to be honest, when people understand how to use the tool and 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 how to uh, to make things better, that save them the time. When we save the time to people, they're so happy. They they just release. Um, it's yeah. I think yeah. In in, they in your next look at. Yeah, so they only typically look at the ease of way to work in a, in a tabular form. So they, you know, they see rows and columns, and you can basically build a quick macro or formula to do things. And it's what they know. So I think you know one one thing you have to say for again any of these uh, spreadsheet vendors is they did a good job in understanding the user experience. They really have a, something very simple: rows and columns. You can select stuff graph it you can edit things if it's not what you want and and, and typically i think the, the the big burden is that whatever tool you have again you have to learn the tool yet another tool yet another interface and yes it can be nice and fancy and uh so and in a you know in a spreadsheet it's always easier I'm, I'm doing the same by the way if i quickly need to do something i probably will dump it in excel and do a quick thing knowing that it's better to be doing in a database and you know with with good governance and whatever but you know. It's it's still a challenge. It's still a challenge. Yeah. So uh, to to finish up uh, because we're we're almost close to the to the end of this uh, this podcast. Um, if if I would ask you, you know, in real life examples in do's and don'ts, but but maybe you know, what would be your three tips to foster a data driven culture, uh, and and maybe you know things that you absolutely need to do, uh, and you know. Let's try to do three top things to do and three things to avoid. Wow, that will be a lot. Um, three things to do, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest is, um, first of all, communication. Uh, that's for me very, very important. We need, we need, data culture will not come uh, by magic. It will not come uh, because you say it once. You need to communicate a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in different formats, in lot, lot of different um, um, level, um, and and make sure that if that what I used to say to the team also when we, we didn't have any feedback when when it's going to be silence, that's bad sign. 
please continue to communicate <laughs> because and repeat what you say all the time yeah there's new people in the team there's new people also yeah, exactly it's, it's always iterations okay it's always um it could be it could be boring because you feel like um you you are saying the same thing but however it's very important that we are all human beings um and it's very important that you you raise the voice on that and, and you you being the uh pedigree of that um and there is, there is a lot of techniques behind that, but anyway. Um, so, so number one, communication. Yeah, definitely. Um, number, let's go the, to two. the second thing is, is to lead by example. Um, I love that. Is to um, share the right thing and communicate the success. Um, do do what you should, what you think is the best thing to do. Uh, and share that and communicate and, and um, prove that it, it happens when when someone do a great analysis and, and take some great decision that share it um, and 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 broadcast it. When someone share the data to someone else and after that you you getting more intelligent and we making more decision on that. Share it, broadcast it, and 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 celebrate it uh, in the in the in in different format. It could be in the f full business if you if you can. Um, but it's very important to lead by example. That's my my second thing. And this, this, the third thing is um, sharing. It's also um, we, we celebrating the success is great. But it's also about um, make sure that you also raise the problem. So I love. Um, it's probably um, part of the data culture and 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 data quality side. When you share some. Um, some examples where it doesn't work when when you f you found that the data culture could have this problem um is good to to highlight this problem and say look we have that if we can if if we have done that it it will never it will not happen again um i love to to share that also um sometimes it's not um it's not well perceived because most of the company didn't like to do a retrospective, didn't like to share problems. But me, I love that. I love to say, okay, let's be transparent. Okay, we failed here. What's happened? Uh, how we can avoid that in the future, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I love this kind of thing. And this is how also I, I push very easily the data quality subject um, when we have some issue in the data and how to fix that, you know, the best practice of data quality, uh, correcting the source uh, and not n not in the data warehouse, for instance. Um, so that's that's the things um, um, I think that will help um, to develop the data culture. So share, <coughs> share mistakes and learn from them. Really, you know, uh, falling down is not a problem. Refusing to get up is the problem. That's what exactly. you're saying. Okay. Exactly. Okay, great. Uh, any, so we have the top three uh, of the things to do. Anything you want to add in the, the top things to avoid? Top things to avoid, exactly the, the reverse. To be to be honest, most of the company <laughs> don't most of the communicate. Com don't communicate. But the, the thing is is um, the problem is is more about for me is the, the first thing that an organization should do, and that's something is not part of the of the data leader. The problem is make sure the data leader is at the right level. So I, I have the, the chance, I would say, to be in the leadership team. That helps a lot. That helps a lot to say data is crucial. Data is one of the big assets. 
and data leader should be there. If they don't have any support, if data lead, if the data leader is sitting in in a um, dark area in IT somewhere, and they, if they treated the data as an IT support only, that will never happen. Um, because it's very important that um, data should be seen not just an IT support, but should be like an asset in the in the business. Um, so that's something is that's the that's the, the the change need to be done first in the organization and make sure that data leaders should be part of the great discussion and and have the support on this kind of subject because it will impact everyone so and your big don't is don't start of this blind but basically do do an assessment to see where are you on your data maturity and then start with with that. If you know way, how much you you are in handling data as an as an organizational asset and not just as a departmental property, you know if you have that information, kick off with this, and then you can take it to the next step. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I, I think I learned a lot, uh, and I certainly am happy that you you shared your insights uh, with us today. A anything Abed that you wanted to add to to this that you say, hey, this is something that I would want to share with the world. Yeah, I want I wanted to share that anyway. Uh, but what I want to share more is um, one big things that every data leader need need to have in their skills is to be patient. <laughs> that's not that's, that's to be honest if someone wants to build that in one day or, or things like it will happen just guys just just give up um it's very important to understand that we are touching here humans behavior we are, we are choosing yeah so that's will not happen very quickly and we need to be very patient you need to um yeah have a good um emotional emotional intelligence um and some people love it, some people didn't love it, and we have to, to deal with that um, every day. So, but to be honest- I'll add that to our top three <laughs> as the number zero. Yeah, yeah thank you. Passionate. And, and have fun on that. When we get that, this subject as, as very important and very fun, a lot of people will embrace it. And after that, you have a, a great team behind you. Um, that will uh, support you and, and help you to, to push at the next step. Thank you. That's it. Nice words to end this podcast. Abed, I really thank you for your insights and I hope to talk to you again at another stage. Thank you very much and have a great day. Of course. Thank you very much. This is it for this episode of our Business and Decision podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you like this podcast or are interested in a broad range of data and digital transformation related subjects, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel like SoundCloud, Apple or Spotify. Additionally, make sure you follow us on your social channels like LinkedIn or Twitter or just visit our website. This is it for now. See you in our next podcast. Bye.